0: You are listening to a sermon from mission point saint john we hope this message encourages a
1: deeper connection between you and jesus our savior
0: brother foster his wife have served at the, as the lead pastors in Dallas First Church in Dallas, Texas for over forty years. His preaching and teaching has been a significant ministry around the world, building relationships with those around him. I will tell you without a doubt, one of my favorite people to be around. His personality, his his attractiveness to being positive and just speaking faith and vision, is exactly. The type of person I want to be around he is passionate about building healthy churches and has a heart to see churches fulfill the Great Commission in the local area and beyond we are absolutely privileged this morning to have a, a great friend of mine brother Foster we're so glad you're at Mission Point come and minister to us this morning would you welcome him amen to Mission Point today
1: Somebody shout wow. Wow. That wasn't near everybody. Oh Lord, help us. I want you to shout wow like your life depended on it. You ready? Let's shout "Wow." wow. Say it backwards. Lord have mercy. I love our deaf ministry back home in Dallas. That has been, in the last couple of years, one of the greatest revival efforts in our church. We've had over 40 receive the Holy Ghost. And today there's a strong, vibrant deaf ministry. We find them everywhere. So, I just told them wow in their language. All right, all right. Wow, I am happy to be at Mission Point. Good to see all of y'all today. You look healthy and wealthy and wise. You made a good choice when you decided to come to the house of the Lord today. Wow. I have enjoyed your worship, your exuberance in worship. You rushed the front, made me feel right at home. That's what they do in Dallas. I mean, they hit the first note. Bam. We have a moss pit down in the front. One time, I jumped off the platform and trusted that they would catch me. And they did. And they started passing me around. I said, put me down. They said, you shouldn't have jumped. I like to have fun at church. Yeah, uh, I am. Your pastor and his wife, their exuberant faith, their love for God, their passion. I mean, I wish he'd find something to do. I mean, right here in the middle of your missions conference, yesterday, we had service last night. He had a wedding and a funeral on top of all that he had going on. And Lord have mercy. And he said it was not the same people. (laughs) Lord have mercy. There was a wedding one time. I can't help myself. Y'all just pull it out of me. At a wedding reception, someone told the uh, groom to put his hand on top of the bride's hand, and so he did, and they told the uh, bride to say, I love you, to the groom, and so she did, and they told the groom to say, I love you, to the bride, and so he did, with his hand on top of hers, and they said, that will be the last time. You have the upper hand and the last word in this marriage. Oh, Lord. Unplanned, unrehearsed. I don't know where that came from. I blame it on y'all. But I want y'all to know I've been happily married next month will be 47 years. Lord, have mercy. To the same girl. Oh, Lord. She said she's leaving. I said, you better pack my bags because I'm going with you. Oh, Lord. But your pastor and his wife, they are just so organized and such a joy to be around, never dull, never boring, never being down and out, doom and gloom, but always up, and I love them, good to be with the Hanscoms, he and I both, we have twin brothers, Lord have mercy. Twin power. (laughs) Y'all better watch out. I love the Hanscoms. She uh, gave me some cinnamon rolls last night. Lord Jesus. She gave the pastor some. And I was carrying them home. And I opened up that little package and... had to share with the Drost family (laughs) and Sister Hanscom I left the container in the hotel room but I guarantee you I'll bring it back tonight if you'll promise to bring some (laughs) and we'll fill that container up again they might make it on the plane tomorrow Lord have mercy good to be with the dross man we live real close to each other He's about five minutes from my church and but we had to come all the way to Canada so we can we need to work on that and I know that has more to do with me <laughs> at the Drost what a powerful preacher you would owe it to yourself if you have planned to die tonight you need to make different plans and be here tonight to hear him preach I guarantee it will make you want to live another 40 years he's probably one of the greatest harvesters the church has ever seen and the ministry of uh, just miracles and wonders, Holy Ghost, and it's my privilege to share this time with him. And I'm happy to be here with y'all. I miss my family, my son and his wife and my little grandson. They're on a vacation driving through the West, and I've been living it with them. Utah, Colorado, and Wyoming. Man, I'm just, I said, I miss them. I miss my wife. And I miss my horses. <laughs> Somebody asked me last night, they said, how come you're not wearing your boots? Well, the suits I brought on this trip are not made for boots. They won't fit over the, so I'm having to wear shoes today. Lord, I haven't worn boots. Well, I, I did wear a pair to church last night. Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, that's why the anointing was flowing like it was last night. Oh, don't worry, I'll be back in the saddle come Tuesday. Uh, you know, any hour that is spent in the saddle is no time wasted. Churchill said that the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man, and I found that to be true. All right, enough of all that. Y'all want me to preach. I can sense that out there. (laughs) So if you'll stand, we're going to go to the word of the Lord. I've got three scriptures I want to read to you. They will be put up on the screen. Matthew chapter twenty verse sixteen, and then we will go to Matthew twenty two fourteen, and finally to Luke chapter twenty three, and verse thirty five. All right, let's read together. Why don't you just do that? Let's read out loud. All right. Matthew 20 and verse 16, all together now. So the last shall be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. All right, let's go to Matthew 22, 14. And let's read it good and loud together. You ready? Everybody together now. Oh, Lord, we've seen that twice now. Many are called, but few are chosen. Luke 23, 35 is our last scripture. and This is at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And this is what they were saying of him. And the people stood behold him. And the rulers also with them derided him. Or they mocked him and they were jeering him making fun of him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. I want to preach today, chosen. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you for this powerful church. Lord, a giving church, an evangelistic church. Lord, anoint, I pray, let your blessings flow. In Jesus' mighty name, and somebody shout amen. Amen. Bless you, you may be seated. For decades and decades, at this appointed time, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, People have gathered in the name of this church for the ministry of the word of God. Many, many of you have come faithfully to this house at this time. Some of you are new, but it's a privilege that we have to hear the word of the Lord. I've asked God to bless us today, tonight, mightily. The word says, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. And then it said, Christ, the chosen of God. Everything we have done here today, the singing, wonderful singing, oh, they set such a beautiful stage for this message. Every song, even the children, your pastor and his leadership have brought us to this time of the preaching of the book of Jesus Christ. I've asked the Lord to speak to me, to speak to me through me to speak to his people from this word where many are called but few are chosen many are called few are chosen I want you to understand that many are called to be called it's not enough you then must be chosen 2 Peter 3 9 Jesus is not willing that any should perish but he wants everyone to be saved he wants all to be saved but folks he's not going to force you he's not going to twist your arm behind your back he's not going to grab you up and hold you and force you no no It's a buffet. You get to come along. And you choose. You make the choice. You choose. But I'm not talking about today you choosing. I'm not talking today about your choice. I'm talking about God's choice. Today, I want to talk about God's choice. God has made a choice. You are here today to hear this preacher because God made a choice. He chose Christ, the chosen of God. So I looked in the Bible. As I read these scriptures and I went to a concordance and I started looking up that word chosen and then the phrase chosen of God. In Isaiah 44 and 1, it says, of all the nations in the world, God chose Israel. Oh yeah, what an honor. It was not by merit, it was not what she had accomplished, it was not who she was, it was not because of her statesman's or leadership, no, it was just the grace of God. God chose tiny Israel, not mighty Canada, not the U.S.A., Not Russia or China or intellectual Greece or powerful Babylon or warlike Ethiopia or the mighty Egyptians. No, he chose a little nation, Israel, not because she deserved it. I don't know why God picked her, but he did. God chose Israel. He makes choices. In Zechariah chapter 3 verse 2, we read that God chose Jerusalem to be his holy city. He chose out of the chosen nation. I wonder why he didn't choose Rome. Rome with all of her uh, dignity and pomp and ceremony of religiosity and and why didn't he choose Paris with all of her fashion and design or London England with uh, monarchs and ruling classes why was it not Toronto or Vancouver Chicago or New York City, but no, God chose Jerusalem. God said it wasn't because she deserved it. It wasn't because what she had accomplished, but it was by the grace of God. And God said, it's Jerusalem. In Psalms 105, verse 26 it says, God chose a man to be the high priest. And his name was Aaron. He was chosen. I scratch my head at that. I even questioned God. Now God, Aaron, he's not one of the better men of God. He showed weakness and a lack of moral integrity. But for some unknown reason God chose Aaron to be the first high priest of a chosen nation Aaron weak Aaron yeah that was God you can't figure him out we don't understand him he chose Israel He chose Jerusalem, and he chose Aaron. Psalms 135, verse 4. God chose a man to name that chosen nation after. Now, I really don't know why God chose this man. One of the most least like characters of the Bible. His name was Jacob. Someone who would choose to stay home and make porridge or soup while his brother goes to the woods to hunt. I don't understand that. You got an option to go hunting, be in the outdoors? You're going to stay home and cook. I don't mean no disrespect to anybody, but Jacob, I don't understand him, but God chose him. He was a cheater. He was a conniver. He was no good. But God said, that's who I'm going to name my nation after. He chose Jacob later changed his name to Israel and named a nation after him. What an honor to be chosen by God, a nation, a city, a high priest, a man. Why not Moses? Why not Abraham, Joseph? These guys, look at them. Look at Their moral fiber. Look at their makeup and their mental and emotional strengths. And how they serve God. No, God chose Jacob. Not because he deserved it. It wasn't because of merit. But it was by the grace of God. I stand here today to tell each and every one of you that are in this house today, God chose you. Yeah. God chose you. To the young men that aren't even paying attention. God chose you. To young women whose mind is on other things, God chose you. Yeah, right. To married couples that are harried and hurried and frustrated and God chose you. Yeah. To mamas and daddies and grandparents, God chose you, everybody here today. You may be here saying, but you don't understand. You don't know what I'm up against. You don't know the darkness of my soul. You don't even understand where I've been and what I have done. But I'm here to tell you, none of that matters. Today, you're in the house of God. Today, you're seated in heavenly places in Jesus Christ, and God chose you. God chose you. Oh, You may not live for him, but he chose you. You may not have chosen him, but he chose you. And you're here today, and you're hearing this preacher. God makes choices. Luke chapter 1, verse 30 and 31. There was a maid who found favor with God to bear the Christ child. Luke chapter 6, verse 70. God chose 12 disciples. Have you ever looked at that group of men? What a group of motley men. What a group that you would not really choose. There's no education among them. Look at them. Who are they? What are they? Just common man, just... Here they are, uh, some business, some, I don't know where they were from, weak and ignorant and poor. But God said, it's not what you've done. It's not what you've accomplished. But I chose you. It's by my grace. Many are called, but few are chosen. How many times? I really believe he wanted more than 12 disciples because he called so many more. But some turned back. Some said, well, I've got a wife I've just married. And others said, I've just purchased some land. And others said, well, I've got a father to bury. And he always said, let the dead bury the dead. Don't worry about the property. Don't worry about the wife. You follow me. There was a rich young ruler that would have followed him. But Jesus said, you've got to give that away. And he called. But few were chosen. God chooses those who will reach towards him. I'll never forget I was standing in line of my first graduation from university. I stood there in the black gown and the black hat, and we're getting ready to walk into that big auditorium. And uh, one of my friends, there were several of us around there in line, And one was going to law school, and one was going to medical school, and one was going to become a dentist, and he did, and he was my mother's dentist years later. And others were going to Hollywood, and uh, and one was going to Nashville, and we never heard from those two ever again. And... Others were going into business, and one was going to university. And he did uh, receive a doctorate degree, and he did become uh, the national teacher of the year. And wow, they did so good. But I was standing there, and they looked at me, and they said, Foster, what are you going to do? Where are you going? And I remember standing up straight and squaring my shoulders. And I looked them in the eye. And I said, I am called by God. I am chosen by God to be a preacher of his gospel. I'm an apostolic preacher. And one of them laughed and said, why would you want to do that? And a holy boldness come over me. And I put my finger into his chest. And I said, because you are going to need one. Come on, somebody. Come on. Oh, when God makes a choice. When God makes a choice. Can I tell you, in that Ewing Coliseum, at the University of Louisiana at Monroe. It'll seat some seven or 8,000 people. And every year they invite alumni to come back and to speak. And from my graduating class, only one has come back to speak. And it wasn't the attorney. It wasn't the doctor. It wasn't the national teacher of the year. It wasn't any of the others. It was the preacher who's preaching to you today. And I preached to them. And I preached to that community. And I'm telling you right now, I'm preaching to young men and young women. There is a life out in front of you. And you can go and do what your hearts desire. But if you put God first, if you walk with him first, I'm preaching God has chosen you. You wouldn't be here today if God hadn't have chosen you. He called you. Uh, but now it's your turn to say, Wow, I want to be chosen. I want to be one. I, I, I'm going to answer that call. I, I'm going to do, I'm telling this church is chosen by God. God has chosen this church to be an example of blessing and power. God has chosen your preacher to be a leader among leaders. He has chosen this church to go into all the world and preach this gospel. Your giving to missions is because you are a chosen generation. You are chosen for the this cause. Uh, don't feel like, well, I have nothing to offer God. Who am I? i just come to this church today. You may feel like you are the least among everybody and you've just sat there and there's no worship and praise, but you hear me. It doesn't matter to me. I, God, Chose you. Uh, he brought you. Uh, he chose you. Uh, he wants you. Uh, he's using you. Somebody shout, yeah. yeah. Who? I'm preaching to somebody here today. Wow. Wow. I remember. It's, it, this November will be 41 years ago. When... I went to preach in Dallas to try out to be pastor of that church. I knew it was the will of God. I knew God had called me and prepared me. I was just a kid preacher. I'd been evangelizing for a while. But God told me, you're going to be the next pastor. And Lord, uh, it was at a general conference And we were in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I knew it. I knew the pastor had been elected to a national office and that church was open. And I knew God told me I'm the man. And several of us young preachers were sitting around after service one night and we're in the hotel room and we're all just talking. And somebody said, I wonder who's going to pastor that church in Dallas. And I said, well, I don't know, guys, but it's going to shock you at who's going to be that pastor. And they told me later, they went, boy, it did. (laughs) It was a little church, a small building. I could reach up and touch the ceiling if I jumped while I was preaching. And there was about 150 people there. And wow, my first year there, they pulled my hair. And I pulled their hair back. And the fight was on. And people were leaving and going. But we were praying more through. And they were coming in just as fast as some were leaving out. And if Jesus would have come back, we all would have went to hell, <laughs> because the battle was on, but I remember the preacher got right, and he walked the aisle and got in the altar and prayed through and I mean, when God got a hold of me, oh Lord, something happened, something started it dawned on me that this is why he put me here. God didn't, put, God didn't choose me to rock the pew or the cradle in the nursery. God chose me to rock the seat that you're sitting in right now. Hello? I'm here to tell you, he chose you. Somebody say, he chose me. Uh, I look around here. I see people from Asia I'm so glad they are here. I see people from Africa. I saw somebody today dressed in an African outfit. Oh, I've got a family in my church. They are missionaries in Tanzania. And we have an African immigrant church within our church. And they brought me one of those outfits. and. Uh, to preach in I'm here to tell you There is revival There is glory There is anointing Across this building Brother Drost and I talked about it There is a revival I'm t- I'm, I feel prophecy on me right now There is a revival That can double this church In less than one year Why? God chose you God chose you. God chose you. Oh yeah. I see one lady sitting on this row. But you know what? I see ten more coming in. I, I see them coming. Hey, there you are. Wow, I like that, man. Woo! I like your outfit. Stand up. Let them see it. Wow. God has chosen this church uh, and he's bringing people from around the world. Uh, God chose you. Uh, God, you, you need to shout, God chose, God chose me. God chose you to be used of God. Don't sit back and say, "Oh, I'm no, no, no." Come up. I like the way you worship. Uh, I like the way you get with it. Uh, wow. Say, "I am chosen." Boy, I like, man, I'm finding African outfits all over this house. Uh. Wow, I like it. I like it. The world has come here because you are chosen. Young men, you need to make up in your mind. God didn't put me here just to patty cake in church. Young ladies, you need to realize God didn't put me here just to go through the motions. He put you here to learn. He put you here to grow. But to go into all the world and preach this gospel. Somebody shout, yeah! God chose you. Giving of time, giving of your money. God chose not by who you are or what you are, but because of your love and your desire to be used of God. He chose a nation by grace. He chose a city by grace. He chose a high priest by grace. He chose a man to name his nation by grace. Those disciples by grace. Acts 9 and 15. God chose a man to preach his name to the Gentiles in Israel. A missionary. Paul by name. Oh yeah. But he also sent the Hanscoms to Pakistan. Oh yeah! One of the greatest revivals of all church history was that revival there in Pakistan. Uh, he chose uh, to go to Spanish-speaking nations, uh, the Drost uh, uh, and others. Uh, but we have a preacher tonight uh, that is coming from that kind of a choosing. Uh, I'm preaching to this church. Uh, I wonder: is there a heresyism among us today? I wonder, is there a Nona Freeman among us today? Oh yeah, I've seen them. Jason and Stacia Yates came out of our church. And in the last six years, they answered a call to missions. And today, they're in Tanzania. Their son is living in Alaska. Their daughter is going to Bible school. But they are in Tanzania. They left their home. Uh, They left their family. They were chosen of God. I'm preaching to somebody. You have been chosen. Uh, You say, but I haven't received the Holy Ghost. But he chose you anyhow. Uh, You say, I haven't been blessed. He chose you anyhow. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You don't deserve it. But God chose you. First Chronicles 28 and 5 God chose Solomon to be king not by merit it was wisdom he had but he still made some poor choices but he was chosen by God oh yeah oh that's what I'm preaching today that's where you are here we are what are we doing we went been chosen by God. Oh, yeah. I could tell you story after story of people who did not deserve it. People that they should never have had that calling of God. But he chose them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. It's your time. It's your place. This is your place. God chose you. God chose. You say, oh, but I. the devil is a liar. You better roll up your sleeves. And you better get in your fighting stance and say, I'm here to tell you, devil, I'm not leaving. Devil, I'm not going. I've been chosen by God. God, I'm giving my money. I'm giving my time. I'm giving my family. I'm putting myself on the altar because I've been chosen by God. Uh, Come on, God chose you. I'm telling you right now, there's healing in this building today. I'm telling you right now, there's deliverance in this building right now. I'm telling you right now, there is a Holy Ghost outpouring that's in this room right now. If we'll just realize, uh, I've been chosen of God. The man with the withered hand came to church that day, and Jesus said, i Choose you Stretch forth your hand And it was made whole Somebody walked in here today With portions of your life that are withered It may be physical It may be emotional It may be spiritual But I'm here to tell you God has your answer He has chosen you Uh, oh yeah Zacchaeus up in the tree Uh, hey he's too short to see well he climbed a tree hated by everybody else no one was his friend everybody disliked him he climbed the tree Jesus stopped under the very tree where he was The man hated by everyone else. But Jesus said, I'm going home with you. I'm telling you right now, you have tried. You are hiding. You are covering up. You are up in your tree So to speak But you know God talked to you You know in times past Days flung by You know God has reached Out to you and you know What he's wanting you to do But yet you hold back You have bitterness You have unbelief You are hemmed in by doubt But I'm here to tell You today the God of glory has stopped. In front of you Uh, He's stripping away All of the doubt uh, And the unbelief uh, And he's exposing you Where you are And he's saying I have chosen you Uh, Come on Bartimaeus Blind uh, Sitting by the wayside uh, But here comes Jesus Uh, What would you have me do Uh, I want to have my sight Uh, I'm preaching to somebody Today Uh, God has stopped by here today And he's telling you uh, What do you want me to do You say but I'm weak Uh, I am anemic Uh, I could never do all that But I'm here to tell you God has chosen you Mm. Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah. What is that dream? What is that vision? What is it that God's put in you? You're saying, I need to do something. I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to get up from where you're seated and you need to take a step out in that aisle and as you make one step towards God God will make ten steps towards you I I challenge you get up from where you are seated and move towards God and you watch God move towards you shake off the heavy bands shake off the doubt and unbelief God wants to Use you. Uh, God is wanting you say, but I'm a nobody. He specializes in taking nobodies uh, and making them uh, into somebody's. Uh, come on, somebody. Amen. Somebody shout, yes. Yeah. You can be seated, just get ready, to jump back up again. My wife's great aunt had four children. She had four children. and She had none that she wanted to lose. But on one fateful afternoon, in the hot summer sun, one fell into a pond on the backside of their property in Louisiana. Could not swim, and down she went. The oldest one, 10 years old, jumped in. But he was overcome too. Now two are drowning. And the third one waited out there and was trying to grab them. And he too slipped under. And now there's only one left. And the fourth one reached in. And that day, all four of her children drowned in one afternoon. Not long ago, my wife and I made the pilgrimage on the backside of northeast Louisiana down an old dirt road into a forsaken and forgotten cemetery that was no bigger than half of this platform. And a little wire fence around it. And the briars were growing. in the weeds and the high grass. And there we dug around. And we found all four. Of those. Gravestones. And they all had. The same date. Of death. But I never will forget. Any time the pastor said, does anybody have a testimony tonight? She would get up and she would say, God has been so good to me. I cannot thank him near enough. I will praise him and give him glory. And oh, I remember as a young, young kid going around just to be around her. And you would never know that 40 or 50 years ago there was that date of infamy that would live within her. And sackcloth and ashes were what she knew. But she would cover that up with her praise for the almighty God. And I I shudder to think of the young preacher boys that came up out of that church that heard her story. And we never heard it from her because she never talked about it. All she could talk about was how good God had been to her. But oh, when others would tell us and we would want to go and just sit with her and oh, how she could cook and she'd prepare those meals and we would sit and listen to her grand stories of victory and power. But she never mentioned her losses. Oh, but how many young preachers has she put faith into? And built into their lives. Uh, Oh, yeah. I can think of Darla Tovar right now. Her hands are twisted and her limbs are twisted. And it's hard for her to walk. And and her back is twisted. That rheumatism arthritis has just twisted her body. But I'm here to tell you I know not one person that is as sensitive to the move of the spirit as she is. oh, She can walk into a service. And the Holy Ghost speaks to her. And before anything can ever happen. She'll begin to speak the word of the Lord. And people run to the altar. And people are praying. I'm telling you. Oh hear me now. Hear me now. My brother. His son was killed in a car accident. At age 16 years old. And my brother was called out of service. And they were telling him how his son was killed. And they said he fell on his knees. And lifted his hands. And said I praise Jesus. And how many times I would talk to him on the phone. And he said Tom I'll never see him graduate. I'll never see him married. I'll never have grandkids by him. I'll never see what he has done. But that boy has inspired me. I've got to make heaven. I've got to. Chosen. 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 I know it's 12 o'clock. It's time to go. But I'm preaching to somebody. Chosen. Chosen. This is a mighty church. This is a mighty church. (laughs) This is not a church that just, no, this is a church uh, that is giving and going and blessed. I want us to stand right now. Oh yeah, it's like the Hebrews in that fiery furnace. Oh, the fire was hot. But you know what was hotter than the fire? Was the fourth man that showed up. And it was Jesus and delivered them. Oh, chosen of God. I'm going to open this altar right now. I wonder who would step out. I understand those who will come first. I understand there's going to be those that come every time the altars are open. But I'm opening this altar for everyone. I wish everyone in this building would not turn to walk out the door. But I wish you would come to walk around this front. Come young men. Come young women. Come mamas and daddies. I'm chosen of God. You were chosen for revival. You were chosen. Would you come? You say, well, I'm just new here. Come on anyhow. It doesn't mean you're going to join the church. It doesn't mean you're taking out membership. No, it just means I realize I'm chosen. I'm chosen. Come with your hands up. Come on, raise your hands to heaven. Ah, yeah. Don't stop at the edge of the front row. Move on down. We got room. We're, We're backing up in the aisles. I love it. Come on, we got plenty of room down here at the front. Come on closer. Come on with hands raised all over this building. I'm chosen by God. I want you to leave here today realizing God has chosen me. God has chosen me. There's places for me to go in God. There's things for me to do in God. He's reaching for you right now. Come on, hands up all over this building. Come on right now. Here's brand new people here in this altar. Where are you at, sir? Where are you at, ma'am? Come on, hands up all over the building. Hands up. Oh, God. Oh, I reach for you, Lord. I reach for you, Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. I'll go where you want me to go. Chosen by God. God has chosen this church. You are a chosen church. You are a chosen generation. He has chosen you. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him right now. Praise him right now. Praise Him right now in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.